Hey, what's up, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Pop Culture Rewind. I'm your host, Travis, and on this episode, I will be breaking down my thoughts and review of the final season of Star Wars, The Clone Wars. Now, before I get into this review, please check out a recent episode I did with my co-host, Xavier, as we recapped and did a top 10 list of seasons 1 through 6 of Clone Wars. It's uh, episode number 124. And I highly recommend checking it out as I think that's a great episode and a great resource for getting understanding of how I feel about the series in general. Okay, so uh, this season, it was uh, just 12 episodes long and it was exclusive to the Disney Plus app, which you, if you don't have it, I definitely recommend it. Um, especially if you're a Star Wars fan, they do have a lot of Star Wars content up there. And, uh, you know, if you haven't seen... Clone Wars yet, um, I do recommend checking out the shows, I do think, and plus after this, it does lead into another show called Rebels, and um, you'll see some things here in a second that's going to tie into that very closely, so um, in this series, I said it was 12 episodes, in the 12 episodes, like the rest of the series, they they do like storylines, which takes up about three or four episodes, and in this season, there were uh, three stories of four episodes each. Now, this ser- this season opened up with a storyline called uh, the Bad Batch. Well, I mean, I it's not called the Bad Batch. I just call it. I just reference it as the Bad Batch. Um, and this story arc is all about a uh, I don't know if you want to call it a special forces unit of the Clone Army. Uh, they call themselves Clone Force ninety nine, and again, also known as the Bad Batch. Each member has a um, like a special designed genetic mutation. We have one member, he's called Crosshair, and Crosshair has, he's a clone that has uh, eyesight abilities. Um, we have a guy named Wrecker, he's a like a reckless uh, clone, in enhanced muscular form, like basically he likes to just go in there and just like a bulldozer and just like, just wreck everything. Um, then we have Tech, you can probably tell he's enhanced mental capacity and intelligence. Uh, their leader is a sergeant called Hunter, and he just has enhanced like sensory abilities. He's he's a, a good hunter, as he says. Um, these genetic mutations actually affected their voice and appearance. Um, so again, it's kind of cool to have like uh, variations of the clones that we're already used to. Uh, they they say that they're known to have a hundred percent success rate. Um, oh, and the, the name Clone Force 99, they, they, they tell us later on, it was actually named in, in remembrance of 99. If you remember 99 from the, the earlier Clone Wars, he's a deformed clone who died during an attack. So, uh, that's kind of cool, right? Um, anyways, this particular arc is about, uh, Rex and Cody, well, more or less about Rex, um, and they basically use the the Bad Batch to retrieve these Republic strategy algorithms um, as they think someone is using them against them. So, because some basically they're getting they keep losing all these attacks, right? And um, Rex and Cody kind of figure out, hey, someone might be using our own strategy plans against us. So, uh, it turns out they're right after they infiltrated one of the bases with the with the Bad Batch. Turns out is actually Clone Trooper Echo. Uh, now, if you remember, 
Uh, Echo was the trooper who we thought died. He was presumed dead since season three during a uh, storyline, which I referred to as the Citadel. So, but this whole time he's, I guess he was captured or whatever, but he's been actually plugged into a, this machine and using, which has been using the algorithm to help the separatists win all these battles. So, uh, long story short, they do, they're able to free him. Uh, they defeat the separatists. Uh, Echo ends up joining the Bad Batch, leaving Rex and all them behind. This is a good story arc, a uh, good way to open up the season. Uh, it had some fun characters. It's cool to see some variations of the clones. Um, they almost had like a superhero vibe or like maybe like a, a group, you know, just a small group of, of special uh, people, with special abilities and they, uh, with their powers and all that stuff that they have. So kind of neat, kind of fun, a little bit different from the usual, uh, you know, battle scenes and battle situations we've seen them in. So, so that was, that was the, the, the first four episodes, right? So from there we get the return in this net. Well, this next storyline is the return of uh, Ahsoka. So we find out basically what she's been up to since leaving the Jedi. I, I don't want to really call what to call this, this particular storyline. Uh, I like to have little names for these storylines just to kind of group them all together. I don't know. Ahsoka's journey. Maybe I, I don't know. But um, this story arc, uh, she meets up with a couple of characters, their sisters, and uh, I don't know. This one was this is kind of unfortunately this was kind of kind of I don't want to say boring. This is yeah, it was just kind of boring. Like they get involved in like a spice smuggling deal, uh, and they get caught, and she, they get caught again, and then they have you know then they, she ends up saving the day. Um, nothing major to write home about, just other, just besides just dealing with, hey, here's what Ahsoka's been doing when, she, you know, after leaving the, the Jedi. Yeah, it's, she's basically trying to, um, she was like, this whole storyline started off in like the lower levels of Coruscant, which is something we don't normally see, so it's, that was actually kind of cool, because we don't, normally when we see Coruscant, we see it's, um, you know, high above, we see the Jedi Temple and all this other stuff. But this is down, down in the dirties. You know, down in the streets and stuff. So, uh, some cool sceneries and stuff. Um, but nothing major to write home about. Like I said, it's just um, the only, the only interesting thing here is throughout this whole heist or this whole case, or whatever. We see a small group of Mandalorians actually following Ahsoka during this whole thing. And at the end, when everything's all said and done, we we re, we get the reveal that's actually uh, Bo-Katan, um, who, if you remember, again, she's part of Clone Wars, uh, go on to be part of Rebels. Uh, but she actually says that Death Watch is no more; um, it's just them, and they actually need uh, Ahsoka's help to stop Maul. Uh, they basically want to overthrow him because he's, if you remember from the end of season six, he's basically in charge of Mandalore right now. So they're just trying to, um, they want to plan it, you know, plan a siege to, to kind of get rid of him, overthrow him and take back Mandalore. So, um, yeah, that's pretty much it for, for that, which is kind of a shame because, you know, Ahsoka's kind of the star of Clone Wars and we get her in this storyline and it's just kind of, eh, okay, well that's, that's that, you know? So, but that's all gonna, that's all going to go away here after this uh, because 
we get into the final storyline, the final story arc, which has been referred to as the Siege of Mandalore. Now this one, I dare say you could, um, I mean, you really don't even need to watch the first, you know, eight episodes of this. I mean, it's it's cool. I mean, you can watch them, but like the whole, the, the moneymaker, I mean, this, the whole kit and caboodle of Clone Wars is all in these last four episodes here. It's just, I've described these as being amazing. So let's, let's get into this right here. So, uh, we get part one. Well, actually, let me take, let me step back here. Um, when this episode starts, we already have something different. We got a different vibe going on here. This episode starts off, we get the old, the, 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 where it says a Lucasfilm limited production in the green font. You know, we got that opens up. And then from there, it fades into a red Clone Wars logo. But this time, instead of the, the, you know, kind of the more upbeat, you know, Clone Wars theme music that's been throughout the whole series. This time, we actually get the classic Star Wars theme music uh, playing in for this logo. But keep that in mind, it's all red. Um, that cuts to the standard um, narration that we've always gotten about, kind of summarizes, you know, or kind of keeps you up to speed about what's going on. And uh, basically, this one is... Uh, Cody and the uh, the clone troopers—they're being overrun by the droids that are on a mission. They got—they're uh, being surrounded by the droids and everything. Uh, Obi Wan first shows up, and then Anakin actually shows up a little after him. Anakin's being more his usual cocky self, and Obi Wan's trying to be more restrained. But Anakin has a—you know—his own unorthodox plan of. Uh, of saving all them and it works you know he kind of tries to surrender himself and but while he's doing this he has rex and all them like crawling underneath where anakin's at and they just kind of uh make some explosions and they keep him off guard anyway so basically yeah anakin saves the day from uh for the clones in the republic um but after this, you know, this is kind of like the opening, you know, here's what's going on type of scene here. So after that, they get a transmission from someone on their frequency using the name Fulcrum. Now, we talked about this in the last episode where uh, Fulcrum is actually a code name. And if you're a fan of Rebels or if you've seen the ep- or if you listened to our last episode, uh, Fulcrum is actually the call sign for Ahsoka. It's what she used to kind of keep herself in hiding, you know. So uh, kind of cool. I first heard that. I was like, ooh, Fulcrum. I know who that is. So basically, it's Ahsoka. And they agreed to meet. They, they agreed to have, a, well, Fulcrum. They still think it's Fulcrum. Uh, Fulcrum come to one of their uh, little battle cruisers and meet up with them to discuss getting rid of of Maul. All right, so of course, Anakin, doors open up. Anakin sees Ahsoka. His eyes all light up and everything. He's excited to see her and everything. But she's actually more focused on the mission. She's like, I'd love to catch up, but hey, we got this other thing we got to take care of first. So right there, again, it's kind of going back to the theme of Anakin in this Clone Wars show. He He can never keep his emotions in check like even then seeing the return of ahsoka he's getting all excited and just wants to catch up on all this other stuff and he's letting that emotion get to him 
So Bo-Katan says that she doesn't have the forces needed for a siege and asks the Republic for help. Obi-Wan says that, hey, Mandalore is still neutral. They can't get involved. So they're, okay, so that's into that, right? They just, they can't get involved. Later on, we catch up with Anakin and Ahsoka. They're walking down a hall. And as they're walking down this hallway, all these clones are seeing her and they're all saluting her as she walks down out of respect. You know, that's what he says. He, well, she's like, they shouldn't be, they shouldn't be saluting me. They're, you know, I'm, I'm not, a, I'm not part of the Republic anymore. I'm not a Jedi anymore. And he tells her it's out of respect and loyalty. So they meet up with Rex. And again, he, even he calls her, you know, commander. And she's like, Rex, you don't have to call me commander. And he's like, yes, I understand commander. So it's, it's kind of, you see that level of, of, of devotion that all these, uh, these troops to the point where Rex has a whole division of clone troopers who have redesigned, they've like painted their helmets orange with white markings like the, like Ahsoka's face, um, which, you know, that's cool enough by itself. You know, no, another small little detail is they also have two little blue stripes going down their, their legs. Um, and when I first saw that, I keep thinking of the, uh, the old, uh, Adidas track pants. Remember the track suit pants? Uh, I don't know. That just made me think about that. Get a kick. I don't know if you ever seen that little video. Uh, it's a uh, or video or meme or picture. I can't remember what it is, but it's like a like a dude dressed up in like a red track suit with the white track suit lines, and he's got a red stormtrooper helmet, and he's got gold chains, and he's got a big boombox. I don't know. That's seeing those little markings and everything. That's kind of what it reminded me of. Anywho. Uh, alarms go off while they're all talking and everything. Um, Obi-Wan tells them they have to go. Ahsoka thinks it's, you know, they're there to help with her mission, but Obi-Wan tells her that they actually have to hyperdrive uh, to Coruscant as General Grievous has captured Palpatine. Ahsoka actually tells Obi-Wan, it's all about politics with you now, and this is why people have lost faith in the Jedi. Which that was a, a small part of Ahsoka's storyline before this was she was getting like the ground street level vibe of what everybody was thinking of the Jedi. So anyway, it's not really important right now. Uh, Anakin suggests that Ahsoka take a squad of troopers to help her and they can go about their business. But Obi-Wan says that no, because she's not a part of the grand army anymore. She has no, she can't, she can't command anymore. Anakin then suggests, he says, well, why don't we just promote Rex to commander? And he can bring Ahsoka with him as an advisor. So Obi-Wan agrees to that. They leave. Oh, and leaving one bit of advice, he says, telling, uh, he says he, he's killed Maul once. So it's best to capture him as he doesn't really stay dead. So there's that. Uh, before they actually take off, Anakin presents Ahsoka with her lightsabers. You know, they're kind of upgraded and everything. But now they have, when she flicks them on, they're like a clear, almost like a, they look blue, but more of a clear. They're not green like they were, basically. And um, he says, with any luck, this will all be over soon. And as he's walking away, she says, she tells him that Obi-Wan always says, there's no such thing as luck. And he says, good thing I taught you otherwise. He starts to walk away, and she says, Anakin, and she turns around and he says, good luck. You know, he gives her a smirk and walks away. She kind of sits there for a second, then she walks away in the opposite direction to head for her mission. So, um, that's actually kind of a 
it's going to turn out to be a kind of an important scene because basically, um, you know, this is basically the last time these two characters are going to see each other and following this whole, this whole series, this whole franchise, that's kind of a big deal. Like this is the last time that these two are actually going to be face to face with each other. So, um, yeah, it's kind of a kind of a big deal. And when you know, going back and look at it now, it's like, oh man, this is like the, this is the last time they've seen each other. So, and if you think about it, uh, whenever Revenge of the Sith opens up, and you see Anakin and Obi Wan in the spaceships, they're flying flying around and everything. Um, you know, Anakin's in a really good mood in the start of the scene, and. You could wonder, is he in a really good mood because he was just reunited with Ahsoka? So you could read a little bit into that, or just, I don't know, could be a coincidence. But it's kind of interesting, you know, right before they go into that battle that starts off in Episode 3, he's leaving this scene right now, uh, just reunited with Ahsoka. So there could be something to that. Uh, so we cut to Rex's unit and, and Bo-Katan um, and her Mandalorians arriving at Mandalore. Um, they're starting to begin their invasion, but they're actually, uh, they, they, they get a call from the prime minister, Almic, and they're basically, he's asking, you know, what's the, what's the reason for all this? And they're basically saying, look, we're coming to shut y'all down basically. So he actually sends, they have, they have their own Mandalorian troops that are devoted to, uh, Maul. He has two commanders, uh, Saxon, who's voiced by Ray Stevenson, yeah. And uh, some chick named Rook, so they're kind of like the, the the two leaders of all the of all the Mandalorians out here. So they start they they meet up with the, all these other Mandalorians. These Mandalorians are actually decked out in like red and black armor. So you know, like I said, kind of devoted to to Darth Maul and everything, or just Maul, I guess. So as they're being attacked, um, some of their ships are going down. Uh, Ahsoka basically shows off how badass she is by jumping out of the ship and taking out several Mandalorians as she makes her way to the docks. Um, this is where we see that shot of her that's been used in some of the marketing and promotions where, I don't know if you've seen it, but it's like her. She's holding her two lightsabers, and there's a big like fiery explosion in the background. That's where the shot came from. So... Uh, anyway, Rex and, and Bo-Katan catch up with her, and they take out the rest of those, the other Mandalorians that are standing at the docks waiting for her. But that was a kind of a cool bit, because uh, before she jumps out of the ship, you know, she kind of looks at Rex, and she's like, ah, I'll, I'll race you to the end, you know, I'll race you down there. And he's like, don't you need a rocket ship? Ah, no, nah, I don't need one. She jumps out and blah, blah, But that was kind of a thing that, that's, you know, been done before in the series, Um and, uh, yeah, it was just kind of cool. And then when, when Rex finally catches up and she's like, ah, I beat you. So again, kind of reminding viewers that, Hey, they're, they're friends. They know each other. They, they've been, they've done this before. So something to keep in mind for uh, a couple episodes down the road here. So, um, Bo-Katan says that she's going to the Capitol to take care of the prime minister. He's going to take him out to get rid of his rule. Uh, Ahsoka tells Rex to meet up with Ursa at the docks to make sure Maul doesn't escape. Um, which Ursa, Ursa Wren, she's actually, uh, I believe she's Sabine's mom from Rebels. So this is kind of cool to see, again, see these connections that we're seeing in some of these characters. Ahsoka gets word that there's a unit underground that's, that she, you know, she's got to go check this out. So Bo-Katan goes in and captures the Prime Minister. But he tells her that they were supposed to come, 
Like Maul wanted them to come, but she brought the wrong Jedi. So she actually immediately warn calls and warns ah- Ahsoka that it's actually a trap, but she doesn't get the message. So Ahsoka and the clones, they start uh, trying to chase some Mandalorians in these tunnels underground, um, but they all start getting taken out one by one. And so she finally gets in this one spot and she's actually surrounded by Mandalorians. Maul actually steps out and he sees her. He looks kind of confused and he says that he was expecting Kenobi. I was expecting Kenobi. By the way, if I don't say it later on, Sam Witwer as Maul has gotten better and better over the course of the series. And in this season, these next couple episodes that we're going to see him in, oh, man, he's magnificent as, as Maul. This voice that he does, like this, I don't know, this uh, cadence that he has with his delivery of lines. I don't know what he did, man, but he's um, it's, it's really some of, some of the best stuff in here, really. So anyway, that's how the first episode. That's how the first episode of the storyline ends. Like she's surrounded by his by his troopers. He comes out, and you know. So part two opens up again. Now this time, the opening credits is literally just the green Lucas art, the Lucas film uh, title again, followed by the red Clone Wars logo. Except this time. There's just a little bit of ominous music playing in the background. So no more pop and circumstance of the this loud Star Wars music, nothing like that. It's just some very very subtle kind of kind of dark music kind of playing. That fades out and then it switches over to it says part 2 and it says the Phantom Apprentice. So kind of a play on words to Phantom Menace. And in a speech later on, I think we'll figure out why it's called the Phantom Apprentice. So, I don't know. I, I'm just, I really dig the style of these openings that they're doing. So, like last time, and like every other episode before, we get like the the big narration, and you, you know, we get the grand uh, little voice telling us what's going on, and here we are now, and none of that this time. It's just Lucasfilm, Clone Wars, title. Here we go. So I just I, the the tone is just it's it's creeping in slowly and steadily about how what's you know something's not right here you know. So so we're we're still in this one scene right where she's surrounded by Maul and the troopers. Maul actually questions why Kenobi sent her instead. She says, "Why don't you turn yourself in and we'll go ask them together." He goes on about knowing that the the Jedi and the Republic will soon not have any power. And it will all be held by Darth Sidious. She kind of looks at him, you know. At this point, Rex and the, and the and some troopers bust in, and they save her. But Maul gets away. Maul, like he, they try to get into a little lightsaber. Like he tries to strike her down with his lightsaber, but she blocks it. But then he gets away. So we're gonna get back to uh, something with them later on. But right now, uh, Ahsoka, Rex, and Bo-Katan have a meeting with Obi Wan through one of his holograms, and tell him that uh, Maul got away, but he mentioned Darth Sidious. And he actually tell, he tells them that he thinks Sidious is actually the Sith Lord who's conspired all this from the start. They, you, know, you know, they said, well, why, not, why, can't, why can't you ask Count Dooku? Oh, I'm sorry. I missed a, uh, I left a part out. Uh, the beginning of part one where I said that uh, alarms were going off and Obi-Wan had to take off and 
that's when they kind of split up and they they made Rex commander and all those others. Anyway, they said that Grievous was was uh, on course on he got the he got the the Chancellor Palpatine. That's all where Episode Three, Revenge of the Sith, starts off. So from that point forward, or this point forward, we're we're like parallel to Revenge of the Sith. So that's very important to keep up to to know. And that's, and that's actually the cool thing about another interesting thing about this this four part series is th- this whole time in Clone Wars, it's always, hey, here's what's happened in between episodes two and three. If you want to find out what happened, here's all these wars that we've been talking about. So this is more or less the side missions, things like that, and what what everybody's been up to. This is the first time that we're actually seeing you know, live side by side, here's what's going on. We actually have, you know, events going on that we know about from, from episode three. So it's going to kick in even more so here in a second. But, uh, anyway, that's, that's when they say, uh, you know, why don't you ask Count Dooku? Um, you know, cause they, cause he said they just captured him or they just went to go confront him and everything. And he says, we can't because Anakin just killed him. And Ahsoka just kind of looks at him for a second, like, what? So anyway, she she then asks for more help, but he says they can't send any more help, and he's got to leave on a mission. Um, he then tells her that the council has Anakin on an assignment to observe and report anything on the Chancellor, Palpatine. She says, Palpatine has been a good friend to Anakin, so he can't really be pleased with this assignment. So uh, it's inter- interesting because still... From their perspective, from from Ahsoka's perspective, and even Anakin's to that point, Palpatine, like they don't suspect anything. It's just it's just the council that's kind of figuring stuff out here. Uh, Rex comes in, and he says, "There's been another attack. We gotta leave." So this is going on. Uh, Maul he actually captures an uh, an arc trooper, and reads his mind to get info about Ahsoka. He then sen- he then sends uh, Saxon to kill the, the prime minister that they captured earlier to make sure that he doesn't have any information for him. Right. So he actually does meet up with all of them in the, in the, in the jail cell or whatever. Uh, Almec, the, the prime minister Almec, he actually does get shot. Um, and then they chase off, uh, Saxon, but he actually tells Ahsoka that Maul actually had a vision. And in this vision, he kept hearing the name Skywalker. Yeah. And as he says that, you actually hear the a little bit of the, uh, the empire March music, you know, the little Darth Vader music. So, um, dun dun dun! Right, so we get to Maul. Maul tells his Mandalorians that a new power is about to rise up, and the dark side has never been stronger. And he tells them that their place is not to be in hiding. So Ahsoka, Rex, and Bo-Katan they go back to the throne, but Maul is actually waiting for them there. And um, he actually has, and at the same time, he has his Mandalorians uh, start this big old attack outside. Oh, and in this scene, uh, he. Maul says something about a good gesture, and he actually, because he has that art trooper that he captured, and he actually frees him, and uh, Rex actually takes him away. So then it's just Ahsoka and Bo-Katan. That's when all the uh, Mandalorians start attacking. Ahsoka tells Bo-Katan, hey, go with your troops. Go go join the fight. So now it's just Ahsoka and Maul in the room. And at this point, Maul and Ahsoka have this conversation about the Jedi and the Council and the Republic and how it's all about a change. She says that if she joins him, they can save the Jedi and stop Sidious. Uh, he says 
they're already they're already defeated. You just don't see it yet. You just don't know it yet. But he tells her she can join him, and together they can stop Sidious. I was getting a sense of that 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 one moment in uh, uh, the Last Jedi when Kylo Ren and and Rey are they're teaming up and they take out the Royal Guard and they're like join me, you know. Or he, he tells her to join her and, she, and join him, and she like changes. So this kind of reminded me of of that of that moment, that interaction. It's kind of the same thing, basically. But after he asked that question, or after he he, he asked her to join him, she asks him, what, what did you want with Anakin? And he says he's the key. She asks, she says, what, to bring balance to the Force? He says, no, to destroy it. He has long been groomed for, this, for his role as my master's new apprentice. He says he was sure that that his master orchestrated this whole attack in order for Kenobi to bring Skywalker here to be with him so that he could kill him. And uh, Ahsoka just kind of looks at him and says, eh, your vision is flawed. And then she pulls out his, her lightsabers and he just kind of looks at her and says, it appears this Padawan needs one last lesson. And he busts out his dual bladed lightsaber and they begin a big old duel. Voluntarily. Yes, but you were motivated to leave by the hypocrisy of the Jedi Council. We were both tools for greater powers. I am here to bring you to justice. Justice is merely the construct of the current power base. A base which, according to my calculations, is about to change. And Darth Sidious is behind it? He is behind everything. In the shadows, always, but soon, very soon. He will reveal himself. With your help, the Jedi can stop Sidious before it's too late. Too late? For what? The Republic to fall? It already has, and you just can't see it. There is no justice. No law, no order, except for the one that will replace it. The time of the Jedi has passed. They cannot defeat Sidious. But together, you and I can. Every choice you have made has led you to this moment. I will help you. But you must answer one question. You have but to ask. What do you want with Anakin Skywalker? He is the key to everything. To bring balance to the Force? To destroy. He has long been groomed for his role as my master's new apprentice. You lie. so certain of his fate that I orchestrated this war to lure him here with Kenobi to kill him, thus depriving Sidious of his prized pupil. I know Anakin. Your vision is flawed. While this is going on during their little fight, 
outside. The Mandalorians are getting overrun. Um, Saxon, you know, tells Maul that he needs help. He says, no, you just die well, basically. So about this uh, lightsaber duel between Maul and Ahsoka, as I was watching it, I was really kind of uh, mesmerized almost by how they were animating Maul in these fight scenes. And I was thinking, wow, this looks really good. This looks, this whole, everything, the, the stunts and everything, it, it, sound, it looks like they're just pulling stuff right out of Phantom Menace uh, for this lightsaber duel. Turns out that what they did was actually uh, Dave Filoni, he actually brought in uh, Ray Park to do motion capture for this fight. And they brought in another uh, fighter to, uh, to motion capture for Ahsoka. But uh, yeah, that's why if you watch this, if you watch this fight scene, this is for the first time in the whole Clone Wars franchise, they did motion capture and it, it, it just pays off so well. And it's an important fight. And the way they, the way it's filmed and everything, it just, you just, it feels uh, special. It feels different and it feels almost grounded in a way. It's, there are some flips and stuff like that. It is amped up. There's some speed to it and everything, but the basis of it is, it is actually uh, motion captured. So that's really, really cool. I think. So anyways, they continue their duel. Um, they, they actually end up, end up in like in a high, um, like a high level on beams and, and stuff. And, um, he actually knocks out one of her lightsabers and she continues and he knocks out the other lightsaber. So she's without any sabers and he like cuts the, the, one of the beams that she's standing on. And it looks like she's about to, um, you know, she's just kind of barely, you know, trying not to fall off or anything. He goes after her. She does some kind of like weird, like dodge or flip or whatever. And he goes flying over and he's falling, he's starting to fall, and you know they're really high up, so the fall is going to kill him basically. But she actually holds him, and she does the, she stops his fall by using the, the you know, the force, and kind of does a force grab to kind of hold him in place. And this is as um, Rex and, and some other troopers they kind of pull up, and I think some Mandalorians are with him too. They're in those little dropship things, and um, yeah, the Mandalorians because they use the little um, the little grappling hook things, and they you know they. They get the mall and they pull him in. And as he's like going in, he's like screaming that they're all going to die. And again, his performance as mall is just, just amazing. So that ended, uh, part two, uh, the Phantom Apprentice. So we go into part three again, same opening credits as last time. I'm really loving the feel of these episodes, it does give you a sense that something big is happening, something serious, something ominous. Um, in this episode, part three, it's called Shattered. So if you're following the storyline, if you're following where it's taking place in episode three, uh, you, you know what's about to happen, right? You know what's coming up. Um, you know, the last episode, they mentioned Obi-Wan. He's going to Utapah to, to, to capture or to, to face off with, with Grievous. And we know how that, you know, what happens after that in episode three, right? So this episode starts off, uh, Maul's Mandalorians are getting rounded up by Bo-Katan and all them. Ahsoka tells Bo-Katan that Mandalore will now need new leadership. And, um, Rex comes in and tells her that the, that he has the council on for, you know, they're, uh, they're having a meeting. She asks if, uh, Anakin is there. He says that, no, he's, he's not there right now. 
Um, okay, so this is really cool. And for the first time in this series, a direct connection from a movie is taking place. It actually starts off verbatim. There's a scene, if you remember in episode three, uh, Mace Windu, Yoda. Oh, and that blue chick is there too, uh, Ayla. Is that Ayla Sakura? And that that other, um, what's his name? How did Xavier put it? The dickhead Jedi. Uh, Kai-Adi, Ki-Adi Mundi, I think that's his name. Um, they're all having this meeting, right? And this is where, it, and I think they pull the audio straight from episode three because this is where, you know, Mace Windu says he thinks there's a plot to destroy the Jedi. The dark side of the Force surrounds the Chancellor. Um, you know, they go back and forth for a minute, you know. Um, and, I, and I think they pulled the audio. I say that because in the credits, Samuel L. Jackson actually has, um, there, there's two voice credits for Mace Windu in this episode. You have, Samuel L. Jackson, and you also have, um, God dang it, I can't remember his name, but the, the the voice actor that's played Mace Windu throughout the whole Clone Wars, he's actually credited also. And I think what happened was they pulled the audio from Samuel L. Jackson for that part, and then later on in this scene, they they switch it to, or the, the obviously, because it's all new material, so the voice actor who plays him is, is taken over. But, you know, from the movie... You know, when he says the dark side of the force surrounds the Chancellor, they go back and forth for a minute. Um, it, that that scene from the movie ends with Yoda saying, to a dark place, this line of thought will carry us. Great care we must take. So that's where the scene ends in the movie. But here we see that that conversation wasn't really over. I sense a plot to destroy the Jedi. The dark side of the force surrounds the Chancellor. If he does not give up his emergency powers after the destruction of Grievous, then he should be removed from office. The Jedi Council would have to take control of the Senate in order to secure a peaceful transition. To a dark place, this line of thought will carry us. <clears throat> Great care we must take. I understand your mission was a success. Yes, I have Maul in custody. I will escort Commander Rex when he delivers him to Coruscant. A great service to the Republic you have done. I did my duty as a citizen. Not as a Jedi. No, not yet. Actually, I was hoping to speak with General Skywalker. I sent him to inform the Chancellor that General Grievous has indeed been located on Utapau. Master Kenobi? Engage the enemy. He has. Then the war could be over soon. That depends on the Chancellor. What do you mean? I'm sorry, citizen. These matters are for the Council to discuss. I understand. Ahsoka, more to say, have you? A message for Skywalker, perhaps? No, Master. Thank you. I'll tell him myself when I see him. May the Force be with you, Padawan. You didn't 
didn't tell them what Maul said about General Skywalker. No, I didn't. So think about it. That's kind of cool because this whole time we were thinking, you know, where was Ahsoka during this whole Clone War stuff? During Revenge of the Sith, where was she? She was right there the whole time. So that's actually cool. You can call it a cheat, if you will, or you can just say, hey, look, she was doing her own thing, but she was actually right there. Literally, like in the same scene from episode three. It's just that scene ended, and right when that scene ended, she just kind of walked in the room and carried on. And another thing to think about, besides it tying in straight into the movie, but think about how much could have changed on on two aspects. The first one being... Uh, Yoda asking her if there's a if there's a message that she wants to say to uh, Skywalker, and she says no. Imagine if she says yes. Uh, I got something I gotta tell you. Maul has this vision. You know, it's uh, um, you know Anakin's been groomed to be the destruction of the of the Force and and, and the Jedi's and everything else. But she decided to say no. She said no. I'll I'll see him whenever I you know I'll tell him next time I see him, which that never happens. So oh man, like that everything. Could have been just wiped out in that one, that one fleeting moment in Ahsoka's decision making, right there. Also, another one is uh, Mace Window being a dick. Basically, when she's trying to get information, she's like, he tells her, uh, "Sorry, citizen. That's just for the matter of the council. This citizen just apprehended Maul of all people, took down, you know, freed up Mandalore, did all this other stuff besides the service that she's done before all this. No, she's a citizen. She's not part of the council. Man, what an elitist that guy is, right? Jesus. But anyway, that's just is those is beautifully done in the pacing and the and the timing of this. How everything is connected in this one scene. So very important scene, probably one of the best scenes in this four part story. So moving on. Uh, Bo-Katan and the Mandalorians deliver Maul in a container that looks like, uh, almost, it looks like the carbonite cell, you know, but it's not, but he's not frozen inside. He's just imprisoned. It's like a, he's like all chained up on the inside and it's like red lighting on the inside and everything. So it's like a floating gel cell pretty much. So, and even Ahsoka looks at it and she looks at Bo-Katan and he says, I thought those were outlawed by your sister. And she's like, yeah, well. One more time. Oh, uh, by the way, starting with this scene and going forward for the next few scenes, there's some very ominous music playing in the background. Now, as a Star Wars fan, I know where I know it's coming. I just don't know when or how it's going to play out. But this music is definitely setting the tone that something is going on. Something's about to happen. Don't know exactly what it is, but, you know, well, I do, but, but it's just paid, you know, just wait for it. Something, something's happening, but it's very, it's almost subtle the way this music's playing. Um, and again, just if you're watching this, this episode play out, you'll know what I'm talking about. It's just, they're setting, they're setting everything perfectly for you here. Um, so during this scene, Ahsoka and Bo-Katan, they say their goodbyes, um, Ahsoka leaves with the clones and Maul on on the on the shuttle. Um, so they arrive back at the attack cruiser, and uh, by the way, the attack cruiser, you know, those are right. The attack cruiser is what eventually turns into the Star Destroyers, right? But it's still the Republic, so it's just a cruiser right now. So they arrive back at the cruiser, 
Um, they they unload everything. They take uh, they take a couple of troopers and they take Maul down to the uh, these, these chambers. They lock him up, um, and they're standing guard outside of his uh, outside of a cell. Then we see Rex and Ahsoka. They walk on the bridge as they go into hyperdrive. You know, they have a nice little conversation. You know, she she tells him, you know, the Jedi were supposed to be keepers of the peace, not soldiers. But all I've ever been was a soldier. And he says, if it wasn't for the war, the the clones wouldn't exist. She says that'd be, you know, that'd be sad as, you know, I, you know, she, she couldn't ask for a better soldier or a better friend, you know, to give each other a, you know, she salutes, you know, she salutes him, he salutes her. Um, so nice little, again, I mentioned before, they, they, they're, they're friends. They know each other. This is, they have a relationship here. And so, um, so after that, an officer comes in and says, there's a, a new briefing. Um, she says, he's like, do you want to go? And she's like, no. And she's like, you, you go by yourself. You know, I'm sure it's more good news. Right. So we see Maul in his cell and he's looking around and well, he's, his eyes are closed and his eyes like light up. Right. He's, he opens his eyes like really bright. He hears like, he hears like, he senses people screaming and yelling. And then we cut back to Ahsoka and then she's kind of staring off off the bridge. And again, all of a sudden she just like starts hearing all these disturbances and screaming and yelling again. Then at that moment, we, we cut to, we see a close up of Rex. We see Rex's eyes right through his point of view, I guess, like uh, a side shot of Rex's eye. And then we cut to Palpatine to say, execute order 66. So we knew it was coming. Right. And then right when we started hearing the screams and, and then the disturbances that are feeling, we knew what was leading up to that. She goes to Rex and she says there's something, she feels something bad just happened. It might be with Anakin. As she says that the other troopers surround her, point point their guns to her, but he stops them and he says, no, I'll do it. He hesitates for a second. You can see him shaking everything. And he he says, find him as as he starts shooting. So she takes them, she takes them all down. She's like deflecting blasts. And, um, and then she gets away. Rex gets up and he, he says he, he orders them to execute Maul. So um, Rex actually gets the rest of the, the clone troops around him. He, say, he explains, just in case, you know, you, you're not in the know here. Uh, for those who haven't seen episode three, he explains what, ex, what, what Order 66 is. Well, he says that any all Jedi leadership must be executed for uh, treason towards the Republic. Any soldier that doesn't comply with the order will also be executed for treason. So, just in case you didn't know, that's ex- that's Order sixty six. So, um, we see Maul back in his cell. He sees the trooper. He sees the troops like turn around and open his cell, and he's like seeing them like walk in, and they open up his little non carbonite cell thing. And then right when they're about to do something, Ahsoka comes in from behind, knocks them both out. He says, "Don't make me regret this." He, he and she frees him. He thinks they're going to team up. And uh, she actually says, no, you're just a diversion for me. And she's like, you're going to give me a weapon? And she just kind of turns around, turns around and she says, I'm not rooting for you. <laughs> so I thought that was kind of funny. So she so she goes. Uh, we see her. She, she's running around. She she actually finds some droids. And she gets some, she gets some of these droids to help her. Uh, one of them looks and sounds a lot like Chopper from Rebels. But he has a different head. He basically looks like an R2 unit, straight up. Um, but he he has got the little round disc thing 
on his head that Chopper has in Rebels, and he's got that voice. I, I, I don't know how to how to describe it, but just that weird voice that Chopper has. It's basically Chopper. I don't know. Maybe we'll get to that later. Um, so she has uh, the uh, it's an R seven unit uh, droid pull up some recordings and, and information and finds out about some of these glitches with some what they're called inhibitor chips. And basically that all these, um, there's been some defects and things like that, but they're not being, re- not being reported, uh, by anybody. They're being ignored. Basically they're being like, you know, pushed aside, whatever. And there's actually, she finds a recording from Rex and he states that he thinks that these chips that are in their head may have actually been put in there for another purpose. Um, but again, all these recordings are going away. And by the way, these clips that they're showing about the the chips and these recordings, uh, CT five 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 five, that's uh, fives. Which, if you go back to season six, the first four part story arc that deals with fives, he discovers that there's might be another issue with these these biochips that they have uh, in their head. So there is a little connection there that is played back to the the previous season. So I just wanted to. Also throw that out there as well too. So, meanwhile, uh, Maul is tearing his way through these troopers, just throwing them left and right, whatever. He's not not a problem. Uh, one a guy, he actually they're trying to shut these blast doors, and he actually starts he force pulls uh, a trooper's arm as the door shuts, and so the arm gets clopped off. Um, but now he has their communication device, so now he can listen to their communication. So pretty pretty cool idea there. Ahsoka uses the droids to help capture Rex and get him to the med bay so that she can remove his chip. She's got the scanners going on. The scanners can't find it. Now, this is kind of an interesting thing. She puts her hands on his head and starts doing that, um, you know, the thing we saw in, Ro- in Rogue One. And it says, I am one with the Force and the Force is with me. I am one with the Force and the Force is with me. They keep doing that over and over again. She's saying it and Rex is like saying it even though he's like coma induced right now at this point. Um, I don't know. I don't. I don't know if this, if that whole chant thing, has been used or said anywhere else. I've only heard it in Rogue One, so I'm not sure if this was just like forced in there, no pun intended, or if there's another reason for for her doing that. It's like she was using it to like locate the the chip, but right when she was doing it, the the scanner finally located the chip, and this is all happening as the clones are starting to break into the room. Um, he wakes up and we, we see that he's, he's got a patch on his head and like they got the chip out just in time, basically. So that's the end of part three. So that was the big one, right? Now it's called shattered. We get the whole, we finally find out what happened where Ahsoka was during order 66. Awesome episode. That leads us to what is the final the final episode, part four, Victory and Death is the name of this episode. Uh, so they make their escape from the med bay. Maul destroys the hyperdrive generators, which brings the cruiser out of hyperdrive. From there, this they find out that they're actually, once they came out of hyperdrive, they're close enough to this moon, and they actually got locked into the gravitational, gravitational pull of this moon. So the, the ship's slowly going down, right? Um, they, they make their way to the hangar bay doors. Um, they do find a shuttle. So she tells one of the droids to open up the hangers, hangar doors, but all these troopers show up, like there's tons of troopers everywhere, just lined up waiting for them to come down to get to the shuttle. You know, Ahsoka's just 
you know, telling Rex, hey, we got to try this, you know, but, and Rex is telling her, hey, look, we're not trying to kill him, but they're trying to kill us. And she takes off his helmet. He's got a little tear coming out. It's like, very nice moment, again, between Ahsoka and Rex. Like, what, you know, this is like, you know, almost like in the line type of situation, right? So Ahsoka says, hey, look, I got a plan. May not work, but hey, let's, let's give it a shot. So they go down to the lower level where all the troops are. And we see Rex. He's got a gun to Ahsoka's head as they're walking towards the, the commander of this big old platoon of, of uh, clone troopers. We, and it turns out that the commander over here is Jesse. Because he calls him by his name. He says, Jesse, listen to me. Jesse is the same trooper from the last couple episodes that he was the one that got captured by Maul and Maul used his information to all that. So, and then in Maul returned him back to him. So, um, this is a nice little callback to the, you know, Hey, they all know each other and this is what's going on. But, um, anyway, he's basically telling them, look, the order is to execute Jedi, right? Well, here's the problem. She's not a Jedi. She hasn't been for a while. Uh, but they're not buying it. This is like, no, stand aside. You, you gave us orders specifically or let earlier on that specifically stated that she's targeted for execution. All right. So Jesse's basically not buying what Rex is, is telling them. Uh, so they start opening fire on them too. Right. When all this starts happening, uh, again, Rex is, has his gun set to stun. So he's not trying to kill anybody. Uh, Ahsoka's just kind of deflecting, uh, the blasts with her, with her lightsabers. As soon as this all starts, then that's when the droids come in and they finally hack the the floor lifts and they just drop the floor lifts, which sends most of the clone troopers down to the bottom. So that helped them out a little bit. They're still trying to fight their way to the shuttle, but they keep getting held back by all the troopers. So while all this is going on, Maul comes in and he actually is able to get to the shuttle while all this is going on. He ends up starting to get away. Ahsoka sees this. He, she tries to pull him back down with the force. But uh, Rex is being overrun. He needs her help. So he, she actually lets Maul go to help to help Rex. So we see Maul. He, he flies out of the ship, and he actually hyperdrives out of there. So Maul's away, and that's he gets away. And we, we actually meet up with him later on in Rebels. So that's his story. So Ahsoka and Rex continue fighting the clones as, as the ship continues to go down. The droids get caught messing with the lifts. And actually, they get all, the, the, the clones surround the, the droids, and they blast all them up to pieces. Um, in the lower decks, well, that's where Ahsoka and Rex are now. They, they fell and they, they're in the lower decks now. They actually found another shuttle. I think it's a Y-Wing, I think, I'm pretty sure, or what will eventually be a Y-Wing. Um, Rex, he gets in and gets it going, but Ahsoka gets knocked away from another blast on the ship and, because the ship's all moving around and everything, everything's flying sideways and this and that the other way. So they get blasted out of the, the, the cruiser. She goes flying out. He has to go back there and catch her with the ship. Um, so she finally gets into the ship, and they they get away for a second, and then we see the, the, the cruiser crash down on the moon. So it kind of fades out, and we fade back in. We see the crashed, the crashed cruiser on this moon, and we see the end of it next to it. We see their little, their little shuttle that they got out in. Rex is by the ship. He's or by the shuttle. He's, like, getting supplies and, and everything. Um, oh, and next to him, you don't see, I, I didn't notice it the first time, but I went back and saw it again. And next to this little Y-Wing ship that they escaped in, there is a droid. It looks like an R2 unit. 
but he's all banged up. He looks like he's, you know, like they, like he's blown up or something. I don't know, but he looks trash. But it's kind of in the background, so it's kind of hard to explain. Like he looks like he's all busted up and everything. I'm assuming that could end up being Chopper. But then again, you'd say, well, how does Chopper end up with everybody else? Blah, blah, blah. None of these other people met each other before, right? So that could be way off or they could, you know, some years have passed before Ripple starts. So you never know. But it's just weird that Chopper, that droid was sounding just like Chopper. So anyway, why do I keep going back to Chopper? Okay. So anyway, Rex is at the ship. He's just kind of loading stuff off, whatever. He's getting ready to get out of there. But we see Ahsoka kind of standing there in front of the crashed ship. And in front of her is rows of clone trooper helmets on top of sticks, like on pikes, basically. Kind of like that one scene in Mandalorian when uh, Mando's walking by and he, when we see all those little stormtrooper helmets on those pikes, it's almost identical to that. And she's just kind of standing there just, you know, all sad about everything that's happening and everything. And she, she drops her lightsaber down. She looks back up. And then the scene kind of transitions out, kind of fades out. And we see an Imperial shuttle landing, right? We see stormtroopers patrolling the area. We see those little scout droids flying around. Then the then the the shuttle door opens up. We hear the breathing of Darth Vader. As he walks, we see him walking over to the crashed ship. And he kind of looks down for a second. And he puts his hand in the snow and he pulls out. One of the one of her lightsabers. He flicks it on, and he kind of stares at it for a second, and kind of puts it down. And that's it's kind of fades away from that. That's all we see on there. And the last image we see, it goes from that, and we cut to like a shot of like a partially buried clone trooper helmet, almost buried up in in, in snow. But it's one of the the orange Ahsoka helmets, you know, the ones with all the markings on it. So, and that's the last scene we see. You know, it just kind of fades off. With a steady shot, leaving on the the helmet, busted up, broken, buried, like that's the final image we get from Clone Wars. So, wow, just uh, those last four episodes by themselves, uh, just fantastic. Especially if you're a fan of the prequels, the prequel movies, this is a wonderful tie-in to that, and I think it's. I don't want to say redeemed the prequels because I don't think they need redeeming for the most part. Well, part one does for sure. Episode one does. But but part two and three, I think this adds a lot more gravitas to, especially episode three. But, I, you know, I'm not the hugest fan of the prequel trilogy. I don't like episode one. Uh, there's parts of episodes two and three I really do enjoy. Some Some parts I don't enjoy. Um, it's a mixed bag for sure. Um, but I'll watch them, you know, and even if I'm not a fan of it, I appreciate the connections that was made in these episodes to tie everything in this tied in this, these four episodes tied in parts of the prequel trilogy. It tied in leading in parts to rebels. Um, again, this all goes back to, you know, the main man over here, Dave Filoni, uh, we've talked about him several times on the show before. I mean, this man, he knows the Star Wars. He knows how to connect the dots in a way that I haven't really seen since what Kevin Feige's done with the MCU movies. And now I'm hearing uh, reports. Well, it's not report. I mean, it's flat out news reports that are coming out. It's not even they're not even spoilers. Well, 
kind of spoilery about who we're going to see in season two of uh, Mandalorian. It's already been announced, but uh, just in case you don't want to know anything about Mandalorian season two, you might want to skip ahead about a minute. Uh, Rosario Dawson, she's going to be portraying ah- Ahsoka in Mandalorian. There's also rumors that they're actually developing a whole series just on Ahsoka. So there's that. There's some other people from this series. Uh, so in this series, Bo- uh, Bo-Katan, she's actually played by uh, Katie Sackhoff. And it's been announced that she's going to be uh, making her debut in the Mandalorian season two as Bo-Katan. So really cool. Like, again, this is kind of like the Dave Filoni universe, you know, it's not really a star Wars universe. These are all characters that Dave Filoni has been creating. And he's like saying, well, fuck it, I'll just, I'll create my own universe here. So really cool. Great finale to the series. And I do recommend anybody who doesn't already have, uh, Disney Plus to go and get it just for just do a whole binge of Clone Wars. If you've already seen Clone Wars, get it just for these these twelve episodes, and then cancel your subscription if you don't care too much for it. But yeah, I uh, I really enjoyed this these last four episodes. I, I can't say it enough how how almost cinematic it was really with the music and the intros, the 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 way the characters were portraying themselves. Sam Witwer again, fantastic as Darth Maul, or I keep saying Darth Maul, just Maul at this point. But um, the, the rest of the voice acting did, was re- really good too. And it was cool to see, like I said, the inclusion of these scenes from episode three into this into this show. It's kind of weird as a whole, seeing as how this final episode, we didn't really get a, a, a payoff. We didn't get like a, any closure on the Anakin side of things with some of these characters. Um, and this was Anakin, you know, Anakin was a huge part, obviously, of the show. And we don't really see, I mean, the last time we see him, he says goodbye to, you know, him and Ahsoka are having that conversation, like I mentioned before. And that's it. That's like, uh, that's the last time we see Anakin in this series until the very last scene when we see Darth Vader walking out. So if you don't know the movies, which I don't see why anybody who's watching this show or listening to this podcast, hasn't seen the movies that ties into this show. But um, it's 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 almost like th- these last four episodes became more of a companion piece to episode three, Revenge of the Sith. Um, which is fine, because that was the one question that me and Xavier, I was asking him while we're, we're doing the last episode, was where was Ahsoka during all this? What's going on? And um, Yeah, it's just... Uh, um, we've finally got all these answers in these, in these episodes. So anyway, like I said, I'm rambling on at this point. This was a really great, uh, season. Well, the last four episodes were, like I said, the, 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 the little middle, um, story arc with, uh, Ahsoka and her little journey with whatever she was doing. That was okay. Um, the bad batch was fun, but man, the, the siege of Mandalore, those four episodes, my God, this is wonderful. So again, I, look, l- listen to me. I'm just, I'm just babbling at this point. So, anyway, that's gonna do it for for this show. I hope you guys enjoyed uh, listening to me uh, ramble on about uh, season seven of Clone Wars. 
Um, again, if you haven't done so, go back and, and uh, check out our podcast and listen to episode 124. That's the one with uh, uh, where we talk about the rest of the Clone Wars series. So definitely recommend that one. And then just check out some other episodes. And uh, if you haven't done so already, just hit that the subscribe button anywhere you get your your uh, podcast from. Give us a rate and review if you've got the chance. And uh, follow us on social media at facebook.com slash Rewind. Also check us out on Instagram, um, and that's going to do it for now. So, until next time, always remember to pop your culture, and may the Force be with you.